Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, and I'm here with Megan Francis on a Sunday. Oh, you know what that means, Megan? <laughs> more Than Moms are back. It's been so long since we have done a More Than Mom episode. Uh, what, like March? Yeah, I looked back, and I, I've been saying we took the summer off. And those of you who listen regularly, you know we did a special series in the spring called Pandemic Perspectives. And We've done some other special things over the last few months, but I was thinking we just took the summer off of More Than Mom episodes, but it has been officially six months, like exactly, I think. That is incredible. So yeah, if March 15th was the last one, that basically means that right when like everything shut down because of COVID, we just stopped. (laughs) Like we're like, we can't bring ourselves to get on the mic one more time a week. Sorry, guys, you're just going to have to wait. It was. It was survival mode. Um, And then I think that pandemic perspective series, which I loved and I'm really glad we did. It felt it felt like something we wanted and needed to do. And that those were on Sundays, I think, for about eight weeks there in the in the intense part of the spring. And then it was summer and our recording schedule is kind of hard to manage. Everything's harder in pandemic 2020. It It just is. is. Yeah, I don't think that means anything is better or over, but maybe we've just gotten kind of used to used to this life now. And we need a little more than mom back in our life. New normal. And I love more than moms. These are some of my my favorites to record with you. And I we hear from a lot of people that they just love us chatting about, you know, whatever fluffy topics, things are a little a little non parenting related sometimes that just have to do with our lives as moms, but not necessarily our mom life, if that makes sense. Um, And I love this topic because it's so, so on track for what we're, you know, even just talking about the fact that we're doing this again, and that is COVID made us do it. So we're going to talk about, (laughs) I love this, all like the silly, weird, um, unusual, out out of character things that have happened over the past six plus months while we've been dealing with this global pandemic and how it's changed our lives, maybe sometimes for the better, uh, often for the weirder. 
So yeah. um, I'm really looking forward. I think this will be like a lot of fun kind of random things that we'll talk about today. I'm excited too. Um, and I think everybody can relate. Like you find yourself ordering things online you never thought you'd order online. You find yourself like learning to do things that you never thought you'd have to do. And and it's we're laughing and it's, you know, a lot of it is silly, but a lot of it's kind of like these are fundamental shifts yeah. that we've made. Um, and so I, th- I do think it's nice to kind of reflect and look back on them and we're going to have a lot of fun. So excited to be back for more than moms. And then if you are newer to this series, it's roughly every other Sunday that you'll get a more than mom right here in your feed. And so the one coming up in a couple weeks is going to be a fun one. It's going to be an ask us anything, um, which is like our listener questions episode in that you can call in or write in your questions for us. Only we want them to have nothing to do with parenting. So this is not parenting advice. This is ask Megan and Sarah anything. And we've never really done that. No, we um, haven't. So it'll be really fun. Um, we'll link in the show notes if you want to record your voice. We love that. If you just want to email us a question, that's fine too. We're hello at themomhour.com. You can really ask us anything about, you know, our partnership, our friendship, the show, behind the scenes on the podcast, something more personal. Um, you can ask as personal as you want. I guess if it feels too personal, we may not answer it on the show, but we certainly won't. We won't blame you for asking. Like you really can ask us anything. And then I guess it's up to us what we decide <laughs> right. to answer on the show. So um, I'm really excited. Definitely get those um, questions in and we'll record that coming up in a couple of weeks. And that'll be a fun one. Really looking forward to that. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. 
Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Okay, Sarah, so I know we both have a list of things that uh, COVID has made us do over the past six months, Um, but I'm going to kick it off with you first. I want you to go first and name one of your COVID made me do it things. Okay, COVID made me do it. I now play Tetris on my phone like regularly to just zone out and wind down. And I have never been a phone gamer or any kind of a gamer. Now, if you are like if you're a Candy Crush person or like you love those games, I have like zero judgment because there's plenty of things I do on my phone that are mindless and time wasting. So this is not like a high horse thing. I've just that's never been the thing that I gravitate to. If anything, I scroll Instagram or I start shopping on my phone or I like read the headlines. And so it's funny that it's not the phone usage that COVID made me do, but something about a video game. It was I I don't remember why. And this was like mid COVID. This was probably like three months in. Um, We were still in our old house. It was before we moved. And I felt like I just needed something for my brain to both focus on, but that was completely like different than all the other thoughts swirling around in my brain. And um, I think the kids and I were getting to talk about older video games or like Game Boys or back in the day. And I always loved Tetris. That was like one of like the few little games like that that I liked. And I was like, I wonder what the iPhone Tetris like what's available. (laughs) And I just like looked it up, downloaded it. And I think for the first few days, I played it kind of a lot. Like, really, I mean, those games are designed to, you know, make you want to keep going. And then I took it off. I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't play video games on my phone. And then I put it back on. And now it's like a I would say it's a reasonable amount. Um, Like a few times a week, I get on for like 20 minutes or something. And I actually think it's good for my mental health. I know that's weird. And video games can be addictive. But Compared to the other ways that my phone or the internet sucks me in, this actually feels like a departure and something completely like working a jigsaw puzzle or something like that. I think it has that same fires, those same neurons, but probably in a more like addictive way. So there you go. COVID made me play Tetris on my phone. I love this one. I actually went through. I'm also not that kind of person, by the way. I do not play games on my phone and never have been that person. Um, But I went through a Candy Crush phase a few years ago. Um, and the reason I stopped was I could I could not get past level 45. <laughs> like I was on level 45 for like a month. And finally it was so demoralizing. Like I was, I don't know how it is in Tetris, but with Candy Crush, you'd have to beg your friends for like tickets to keep yeah, playing. I, do. And, I remember yes. that. No, Tetris, yes. the, the way I play, I don't have to do that. <laughs> well, and it would be like kind of humiliating because we're like one o'clock in the morning and I'm still playing it, trying to get past this level. And I'm asking people I barely know for tickets and <laughs> I finally was like, I can't do this anymore. So I stopped, but um, I have no judgment and I haven't gone back and played any other games like that since. So it was just a one and done. It's a a one and done. Can I tell you something really embarrassing? It's like, like similar to asking for tokens in the middle of the night, but um, I beat my high score recently and it was quite impressive. And this screen flashed up that that told me I was the ninth best Tetris player in Santa Barbara. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's probably not true, but it was like, 
like for if you're like in that competitive headspace, I was like, I took a screenshot of it and it was like, it's super, this is all super embarrassing. It's like, it's, that's what it said. That's Were you proud me. of yourself or like a little disturbed? I think I was more disturbed actually. Like I didn't, I don't want Tetris to know that I am one of a few right. people in Santa Barbara who, and it's probably not even true. They probably just tell me that to get me to play more. I don't know. Huh. But it's free. I don't like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I do watch ads to get there, but oh my gosh, I feel gross now. Okay. So funny. So it's your turn. Okay. Um, so this is a really silly one that's more recent. I got my first legit tan. So, like from the sun, from not the a tan. Okay. Yeah, I don't okay. I, I don't right. even know if that's happening right now. Um yeah. so I'm, you know, pretty ginger and 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 I'm and I'm fair. Um and I'm very freckly. Like my arms are really almost like one big, you know, freckle now. So my arms have looked like they've had color for years, but I don't tan. I don't try to tan. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen for me. Even in a summer where we're really active and outside a lot, I would say for the most part, I'm indoors during like the peak sun hours or for whatever reason, I'm just not. So this is kind of a mix. This is kind of two things happening at once. One is COVID made me do it because I just, because there's not much else to do for like entertainment. We spent a lot of time at the beach and sitting out by the pool. And then the pool of course is the other, is the other thing. Um, but I think just because I wasn't like driving around doing stuff during the day so much and I was just home, I have, I'm tan. Like I have a real legit tan on my legs, even my legs, like my legs never get tan. They don't, I've always joked. They don't get any color at all. It's almost like the lower half of my body. I could just lay it in the sun and like nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, and I wear sunscreen really religiously, but I have a tan and it looks pretty good on me. It's weird. I bet you're very sun-kissed and strawberry blonde I, I love it yes I well, am to to get a tan you kind of have to have like little exposure over time right, right. I mean yes. especially for those of us who are fair yeah I'm not as fair as you are but I am on the fairer side um like one exposure is just going to be a burn at least for right. me it has and then to be like peel. a little bit at a time like daily 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 and I think that's what it was it, it I was so well it also was a very nice summer so that yeah, I think also had, there wasn't a lot of rain and there was just a lot of opportunities to be outside and walking and running and pooling and beaching. And so I got a tan. Here I am. Well, we tan. also, isn't vitamin D also good for like mental health and other things too? It is. So I, I would say it. this is a health choice for you. <laughs> I hope so. I'm not sure dermatologists <laughs> would see it that way, but I will say that um, in this area of the state, it, like people's vitamin D is chronically low. So yeah. um, that, I feel good about that part of it. Yeah. Good. I love yeah. it. Um, well, on the other end of the health spectrum. Um, I am going to admit, and I have alluded to this recently, but COVID made me into someone who has large amounts of processed food in my garage freezer at all times. And I mean, like, well, we just started going back to Costco again after six months of not because, well, we moved. And also I just, I, I love hate Costco. Like I love some of the deals I can get, but I really don't like going and was really complicated in the early days of masking and all that. So we we started going again. But even before we started going to Costco, um, just my standards about what kind of food is like treat food for the kids versus what's in the normal rotation have just tanked. And I'm just giving myself really a pass on this. This is not I'm like not beating myself up about it. And if you're someone who always has this stuff in your freezer, again, like I, it's not, there's no judgment. It's just a change for me. And what I realized it made me feel a little bit better is 
we used to just really eat pretty like not processed, pretty like whole ingredients at home. But we went out to eat a lot and we traveled a lot. And we've talked about this on the show before. Um, when you travel and when you eat out, it's fun to just see that as like that was our indulgence, basically. Mm. And then at home, we didn't eat that way. Well, we don't travel and we don't eat out anymore. So, so kind this is of, like replacing that. It's like a wash. So instead yeah. of my kids getting chicken fingers at a restaurant once a week and like, you know, then traveling and, you know, just having nothing but junk for an entire 10 days in the summer at a time. Instead of that, now we just have bags of frozen corn dog and corn dogs yeah. in the freezer. And we switched from healthy peanut butter to Skippy natural. And we <laughs> so it really um, I've just kind of come to embrace this and like almost kind of look at like the pre covid Sarah as like that was a good try. And there's lots of good that came from those kind of standards. But like, this is a now a new phase. And like, I'm just leaning into it. Like we just yeah. not only do I have frozen corn dogs in my freezer and like many of them, like en enough for a long time, but like we serve them kind of a lot. It's just like, it is just the way things are right now. So COVID made me fill my freezer. Oh, and ice cream, like ice cream bars, like just my, my garage freezer looks so different than it would have six months ago. How funny. That is like such a funny um, realization to come through. And, and my next one was kind of similar. Um, and I didn't even really realize I was doing this until I glanced over at my wine rack thingy the other day and was like, oh, there's a couple bottles of liquor on it. Um, so mine <laughs> is that I started experimenting with making mixed drinks at home, which I don't do. Like I'm just a, like the way it used to be, I would always just have like a bottle of wine on hand at home. And I would sometimes have a cocktail when I'd go out. So if I was mm -hmm. ever going to have a mixed drink, it would be like, I hardly ever would I do that at home unless it was like a party or, you know, someone brought it over. It would just be, yeah, you know, I, I like my glass of Malbec. And then if I go out, maybe I'll order a fun drink off of the menu. Well, I'm not really going out anymore. Yeah. And even the few times I've been out to dinner, it's just been kind of quick. Like you want to get in and out and it just doesn't, it's not the same. It's not like yeah. you're sitting at a bar. Um, ordering off the, you know, mixologist menu. So I kind of was like, well, maybe I'll mix things up a little bit <laughs> this mm -hmm. um, summer. And I started kind of playing around with like tequila drinks and gin drinks and learned to make a pretty mean gimlet. And then also thought, oh, okay, if I'm going to be doing some, you know, occasional pool, um, you know, just kind of floating in the pool with a drink in my hand, it's nice to kind of be able to make those yourself. They have the canned ones, the canned cocktails but they tend to be really sweet and a little strong. Like I don't necessarily want to drink something that's like 8% alcohol while I'm floating right. in the pool at two o'clock in the afternoon. So right. I would just make my own with soda and lime and whatever I had on hand. And I bought some like fancy syrups. I bought um like an Ooh. elderflower syrup and a couple floral syrups, like a rose and something else. And they're just fun. Like you just, you can add stuff and just kind of play bartender and it's been fun. So I that's love it. that. Yeah. St. Germain is elderflower, right? Yes, is it, it is. Okay. Yep. So I really like that. Every time I'm at a, in the old days, when I was at a bar with a proper drink menu, anything with that elderflower um, or St. Germain, I always like the taste of. So I don't think I have bought it at home, but I like that. It's idea. yummy. I and there it. is a, there is a brand. Um, oh shoot. I can't think of it, but maybe we can put it in the, um, in the show notes because they make, yeah. they have a really good elderflower syrup, but they also have like an elderflower and rose lemonade. That Ooh, is a fantastic yeah. mixer. And it's, I mean, it's expensive, but like you don't need a lot of it. Um, and it's, it's really, really very yummy. So okay, that um, is right up my 
alley taste. I, I want to say wise. it's like Beauvoir or something. It's got okay. kind of a fancy sounding name. So I'll look it up and we can stick it in the uh, we can stick it in the show notes. Well, we talked recently about saving money. And I, I would say that even if that is a little bit pricey, mixing your own drinks not only allows you to control the strength, like you said, Right. Um, but it's definitely got to be more cost effective than buying pre-made stuff oh, in a can. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I looked it up. It's Belvoir, B-E-L-V-O-I-R. And it's got kind of a fancy label. You okay. can buy it like at farmer, like farm markets and things like fancy places, but you can also just buy it online. And um, it's like 15 bucks for a big bottle. So you can yeah. make a lot um, of cocktails with that. So, yep. All right. Chicken fingers and elderflower lemonade cocktails. <laughs> I'm not sad about this, actually. <laughs> um, okay. Well, one more before the break. Um, and this is something that I have mentioned several times, actually, in our Small Comforts episodes and other times. But I- I'm going to mention it again because I think it's a permanent change. And that is that COVID made me learn to dye my own hair. And so I used to go to the salon every five weeks for a roots touch up. And it was it was doable because my my stylist didn't charge very much for roots only. And it would be quick. You know, she'd do my roots and she'd blow dry my hair. And and that was it. I didn't get a cut and I didn't get an all over cover color. And but every five weeks was a lot. My kids were in school full time. It was like relatively doable. I really loved my stylist like she and I had a great rapport. Um. Okay, so then COVID obviously wasn't going to do that. Um, I learned to do my own roots. I've mentioned on the show the product. It's I don't even have it in front of me. It'll be in the show notes, and I've mentioned it before. But you you used it too for your roots. Yep. Um, and so the first few times were like kind of a project and felt a little awkward. Now I know exactly how to do it. I probably do it more like every three to four weeks, but I can because it's so inexpensive. It's like yeah. nine dollars for the easy. bottle. It's really it's easy. easy. And it takes that bottle will last even for me because I have I I do quite a bit like I know you can just kind of touch up your temples and your but I really go through the part of my hair all over the top of my head. And that that bottle will still last me three times at least. Mm -hmm. Um, So what's funny is now I can see the only part of my head that I haven't been regularly touching up is like under. So if you put your hair up in a high pony, right? The, the hairs from the base of my neck that would go up into that pony, I can see exactly how long my grays would be. And it's long, like yeah. four to five inches. And so I, my hair grows pretty fast. But I am so happy with the quality of like how it looks. I think the dark brown color just works with my hair. Like, yep. so this doesn't even feel like a thing that I would change. And now I moved. Um, I, you know, my mom lives here and has a stylist. So I know who I'd go to. But I really think I will be probably now a twice a year person, like mm-hmm. twice a year, maybe some fun lowlights or highlights um, an all over co- color to get those like the underneath ones and a cut. And that's it. So I think COVID made me permanently into a dye my own roots person. And I was not, I, I wasn't even entertaining the possibility before. So, I love yeah. that. And I love that I'm the one that, you know, kicked you over the edge on that. Cause I've yeah. long been a dye my own hair person, except for, like you said, like a couple times a year, I'll go get a real highlight job or like, you know, ha- or if I'm just sick of the color or it's starting to look a little brassy, um, I will get it professionally done. But most of the time I know kind of what color I want it to be within a, a shade or two. And I really, I think it's called Root Rescue. Yes. So um, I just looked up. It's yeah. Revlon Root Erase. Root Erase. Um, okay. I've gotten it at Target. I've gotten it on Amazon. There's a bunch of different colors. I'm the dark brown, but I will tell you this. The first time in like the height of the shutdown, all the, even all the hair dyes were sold out. 
So I got the medium brown just because I wanted to practice. And I figured, well, it's just my grays are just going to be a little bit lighter. And even that was fine. So it might be if you're intimidated by color matching, it might be more forgiving than you think, because I was like an entire shade off the first time and I was still happier than having gray roots. Um, and yeah. then when I found the dark brown, when the dark brown has been available since then, and it it works, it works great. And I really do laugh at my, the underside. I just get a kick out well, of like, may, it's maybe like you can get Brian to do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want anyone in there with me. It's like my 30 minutes of really indulgent time. So you don't yeah, want Violet so. in there touching up your hair? No, no, no. <laughs> I do not. No, me, a podcast and a glass of wine and my Revlon root erase. <laughs> I love it. Well, the funny thing is I actually did that this morning and I did my own highlights too. So because just I just did a few like just a few. So I both covered my roots and highlighted on the same day and it looks great. And it cost oh gosh. me a lot less than usual. Like $3. Um, <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, my second, my next one is also in the, along the lines of beauty. Um, you know, I have been someone always who has, who keeps my toenails polished, um, mostly because once you polish your toenails for a long time, you kind of can't stop unless you're willing for them to look really gross. Like they get yellowy. Um, and I also dropped a bottle, uh, of wine on my toe, uh, two, three, four years ago, something like that. And now my toenail is very screwed up. So they just, I just, it's best for all of us if I keep my toenails painted but I have not been someone who switches the color out very much. Like I just leave it. I go get them done maybe, you know, once every month and they usually last a nice long time. And then I would maybe fill in, like just kind of go over it um, when necessary and stuff. But I have painted my toenails a new color every week, no more than two weeks um, for the past six months. Oh, good for you. And good I think you. I just did it like as a pick me up at first, you know, like in the mm-hmm. early COVID days where you would really be like, what am I going to do with myself? Like, yes, I'm climbing yes. the walls. I have time. What do I do? And I thought, I don't know, I'm just going to like switch out my toenail color. And then I just got in the habit of doing that every week. Um, and I really have not let more than two weeks go by. And it's been fun. Like I have a whole tin full of different, um, nail polishes that I don't really use very often. And it's fun to switch them up. And um, it's been like a little self-care thing. That's been really fun. So I'm enjoying it. I, I really love that. And I am the opposite. I, I almost never have color on my toes unless it's like a fresh pedicure. And I kind of on my feet prefer the look of nothing over like chipped polish. Yes. And, um, but I have been thinking recently that that would be a nice pick me up. And I, I mean, I wear flip-flops all summer long. Yeah. And I'm just I just have naked toes. But um, I do remember those early in the pandemic when I like I remember doing like a crazy manicure on my regular nails. Like I never <laughs> do that because we were just so bored. So yeah, is that I when you that. dressed up in your prom dress and had a and had a oh, I um, put on girls. my wedding dress, your wedding remember? dress. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have any <laughs> of my so prom funny. dresses. Oh, um, that's so funny. Yeah. Those were those were very <laughs> unprecedented times. Really, even really more, were. even more than now. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. 
Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. We are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. Megan, we both try to make healthy choices, but you know, sometimes it's tricky to sort through fact and fiction when it comes to supplements and vitamins to figure out just what they're doing for us. That's why I'm glad Ritual keeps studying their products and sharing the results, especially as it relates to women, since women are the focus of all Ritual's products, including the Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. And the results are super reassuring. Just as an example, Ritual conducted a university-led clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin is made with high-quality and traceable key nutrients in clean, bioavailable forms with nine key nutrients in two capsules per day. Plus, they are leading the industry when it comes to sustainability. They use lower carbon packaging and prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients. That kind of thoughtfulness really matters to me. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start Ritual or add the Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off. Okay, Sarah. So we are back to talk about more things that COVID made us do. And I'll go first this time. Um, I am now a naturally early riser. What? What? I, I know. What? So I don't even know really how COVID made me do this. You would think it would be the opposite. But I, you know, and because I did morning radio for a long time, I used to have to get up early. Yeah, you've I never, gone through phases where, yeah. and you've gone through workout routines where yep. you do it. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not the kind of early riser that you are. I mean, <laughs> I'm not like a 5 a.m.er, but somehow I have, my body clock has now set itself to where my eyes open around 6.30 every morning naturally, and I feel ready to get up. Now that's different wow. from my eyes open at 6.30 because I have to go get the kids out of bed to get them to school and I hate my life. And I want to lay back down after they leave (laughs) and go back to sleep. That's very, very different. And I think it's been a mix. I think it's been a a combination of factors. Um, The first thing was right when school closed down, we all went through this kind of shift where it was like, oh, now we can all just sleep till whenever, whenever we wake up. So that was what we started doing. Like we just said, okay, I'm just not going to set an alarm. We don't have, there's no reason to get out of bed early. We'll just get up when we get up. And what I noticed was that somehow by not setting an alarm, my body clock actually like, or like corrected itself earlier. Interesting. And I think it's because I wasn't fighting against like the knowledge the alarm was going to go off or like hitting a snooze button. So my, um, I started to kind of settle into this place where I was naturally waking up between seven and seven fifteen, like every day, which is early for me. Yeah. Um, usually I would net like on a weekend, I would have naturally slept till eight thirty or nine and I wasn't anymore. And then the birds. The birds yeah. 
started getting me up super early. This house is surrounded by trees and my bedroom is on the second floor and there's trees like everywhere outside my window. So like the birds antics, then I got the bird feeder, which was very much a COVID Mm -hmm. thing. And in the morning I would just find myself looking out the window the minute the sun came up wanting to watch the birds. And so that over the summer gets earlier and earlier. And then I did some outdoors. I did two camping trips and I always wake up early on camping trips because like the sun is in your face and there's nothing yeah. else to do. And you're not that comfortable, <laughs> you know, yeah. like right. wherever you're there's sleeping, yeah. it's not your bed. I'm not going to lie around on a, like in a cabin bed or um, on a tent floor for hours. So somehow now, but now it's gotten even more insane. Like where I'm waking up between six and six thirty, like every day without trying. It's really wow. strange. So I'm not complaining. I really like it. I like being up in the morning. Um, and I think it's just been a, it's been a combination of factors and, you know, now that I say that probably tomorrow, I'll sleep till seven 30, but it's just interesting that like I can so easily wake up early without hating it. And I don't, I, I do think that something about the last six months, all those different things together has shifted my body clock, which is interesting. Well, yeah, that is interesting. And you are a rebel and don't like to be told what to do. And I can see how an alarm clock early wake up would be that way. And you've talked about how when you're going to get up early, then the going to bed becomes this like inner monologue yep. of like, I should go to bed, but I don't want to because I don't want anyone to tell me when to go to bed. Right. So since this has been a body clock thing, you're probably also more intuitive to when you feel tired at night because it's yep. not like a I should go to bed so that I can wake up early. Um, you're just probably more naturally tired and going to bed a little earlier, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. And let me say this. I also think my rebel tendencies Go even beyond that. Like, so even this, like, I don't want to wake up to an alarm clock thing definitely was there before when I have to, I, I resist it. But on the other hand, the fact that when, when it went COVID times, everybody was talking about how they could sleep in. And like the expectation kind of became that like calendars and routines would go out the window. I almost feel like I went in the other direction and rebelled mm-hmm. against that. Yeah. <laughs> you were, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's strange. I don't know. My, my psyche is sometimes a little, uh, I don't know, mysterious even to me, but I'm happy with the result. So, yeah, I love it. Um, well, this wasn't one of mine, but I will say that I, I am less of an early riser in the last six months than I was before. And I stay up later now it's, it's an increments of like an hour. It's not like a total shift, but, um, I have a harder time waking up early and I do stay up more like till 10 instead of nine. So I guess it's shifted mine too. Okay. Um, my real next one is another silly purchase. And, um, I will say that this is a, this is a, um, a confluence of events. COVID made me do it, which was to pick up my entire family and move and moving into a new house made me into a little bit of a crazy organizing labeling lady, because first of all, we're all home. We're home all the time. And all of the children are using all of the things. Like, it's almost like I really had an opportunity to set up this new house with a clean slate, which you mm. get to do every time you move. And that's kind of one of the fun parts of moving. But moving in COVID times also just means I knew coming into this house in July, we were all going to be in it a lot. Whereas my old house maybe was set up that way because the kids were younger when we moved there, but it wasn't ever intentionally set up for like five humans to spend their entire days in it for months on end. Whereas I was able to set this house up that way. And so the crazy thing COVID made me do by way of moving was purchase a laminator. I have never owned a laminator. You're such a nerd. I'm such a nerd. I love it. And while I'm very organized in my brain and I'm very like type A in particular about things in my brain, 
sometimes my outer environment doesn't always reflect that. Like I, I am not someone with perfectly folded towel linen closets or who needs to have a tidy house at all times. Um, I, I have my, my spheres where I like that, but if you looked at my house, you wouldn't necessarily see the Sarah that you think, you know, because I'm like super type A about other things. Um, but a laminator is an amazing thing. It's smaller than I thought. So when I pictured laminating, I pictured teachers and schools or like major office, like um, when I used to work in the corporate world and we'd make big binders or big presentation materials. So I actually didn't know that for like 28 bucks, you can just buy a little laminator. And it's like, it kind of reminds me of like a double wide three hole punch. Like Mm. if you picture what a three hole punch looks like and you slide, you know, you, you punch your paper, it's bigger than that, but it's not, it's not that much bigger than that. It's not, um, it doesn't cover a whole table surface or something. I don't know what I thought it would be shaped like, but it's very manageable. Um, And then it came with the laminating sheets, which are like, so if you've never seen this done, it's just like a pocket folder, like a clear pocket folder, basically. You put your thing in and then you slide it through. It's really easy. And my main laminating project were uh, these baskets in our playroom, rec room. Um, We have these bookshelves and I had baskets on them. But it's all of the kids. It's the kids stuff that they still use art supplies and um, like coding kits and all this stuff. And I knew that if only I knew where stuff went, they wouldn't put it away. But if it was labeled, they they might stand a chance of knowing where things went, knowing where, you know, like when you move into a new house, it's like, Mom, where do we keep the Play-Doh now? And so all three of my kids can read, which is another like major step, because if you're labeling everything and your kids are tiny, you're still the only one, you and your co-parent, if they, you know, are into your labeling. But all everybody in my house can read, which means like they can look at that set of shelves and be like, oh, here's the Play-Doh. Um, and I can also enforce putting away more easily. And so, yeah, I bought a laminator, made some cute labels. I'll put a picture in the show notes. I shared some of this when I interviewed um, Mandy Yang a couple weeks ago, but I can put a picture in the show notes and the laminating is actually fun. So COVID made me move and moving made me buy a laminator. I love it. Um, I actually am a little bit jealous of your laminator because <laughs> I just, I just think it'd be like so fun. I it love fun. having little posters to like draw on and stuff and, or like to be able to kind of make my own versions of things. Cause you know how like that calendar you choose on online or whatever, is never quite what you want it to be. Like the dry yeah. erase thing, it never has quite the right number of, spots on it or like the lines aren't where you want them. So I kind of love the idea of being, of having control of that. Clara would love the laminator. She'd be laminating everything. She'd be a laminating fool. That's the other thing with the kids is their, their complicated zoom school schedules. That was the first thing. So the first project was the labeling for the bins, but then school started. And like the second big thing that was so easy was just their daily schedule um, laminating that. And then it, it turns into this kind of card that I can keep on the kitchen counter, or I keep one of them right on the kid's workspace. And it's, if it's a regular piece of paper, it's much more likely to get drawn on or stepped on or tossed. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of throwing things in recycling and then being like, Oh wait, I, I should have kept that out. I still need that. So having it laminated makes it this like permanent thing. And then when right. Allegra started, I made one where it's like everybody's schedule on a two-sided thing. So it's like the master, the family master schedule. I love it. I love it. Okay. So my next thing is that I have a huge backlog of stuff in my house now that needs to be returned. And I mean, like, it's kind of embarrassing. Um, a lot of different things led to this. One was that, um, we just bought more stuff online. Yeah. You know, like COVID made us all buy everything on the internet. 
And COVID made me buy weird things on the internet that I had never (laughs) bought on the internet before and really didn't know how to buy on the internet. And then it also made me experiment with some brands and stores and things that now I kind of regret. And then COVID also made us not want to leave our houses. Um, So I also am one of those people with a permanently broken printer. Like uh, my printer luck is so terrible. It doesn't matter like how new the printer is. Something's always wrong. I can't, it's out of ink when it shouldn't be, or I can't get it to communicate with my my computer yeah. or whatever. So I wouldn't be able to like print the return labels to send it from my house. Plus I don't have postage here. So really I would have to take it somewhere. And there was a long time people just weren't really doing that. I mean, now yeah. it wouldn't feel like such a big deal for me to go to the UPS store and send the stuff back, but it's become kind of out of hand. And some yeah. of it, I've just missed the window. Like I bought an entire house worth of um, light bulbs in May, I think like, I had the kids go through. Remember I had that big day where I just cleaned and cleaned and cleaned yeah. for like 24 hours. Um, I had the kids go through and take out every burned out light bulb in the house. And then I went online and bought um, all new light bulbs. I bought all the wrong ones. Like they're yeah. all wrong. And so those have been sitting, they've been sitting since May. No, I'm not taking those back now. Like yeah. I bought these, what I thought were little floodlight shaped ones for my kitchen. They're like recessed. And I bought these huge floodlights. So I can't return them. I don't know what to do with them. Um, I've got a couple, like I've got some clothes. I've just got, oh my gosh, a lot of stuff okay, well, that I let's don't know combine, what to do with. Let's combine Tuesday's episode about saving money and this problem. And why don't you list a few of these things on Facebook marketplace to sell, not to make like a huge profit, but more to get them out of your life. Out we had a listeners yeah. Yeah, say this in the Facebook group. Cause I've always kind of wondered why do people list things for like $10? Like what's, what's the point? And her point was, if it solves a Holloway issue for, for you, like you, yeah. you'd rather not throw this thing away and you don't actually know how to get it out of your life, then selling it for 10 bucks or 20 bucks is not so much about the profit, but just like it's better than throwing it away. Um, yeah, true. So that could be, especially I'm thinking of light bulbs. Like, I don't know. I feel like that could be something for resale or, or in yeah. one of those, um, like buy nothing groups where people are just trading and swapping. Yep. I wish I could come. I wish I could come be your Sherpa. Cause I, this is like an area that my skills shine. I actually, yes, I feel uh, anxious. I, I feel anxious when, when I don't return stuff, like it makes me stressed out to have it hanging out there. So I would just take care of it for you. I would take it to the UPS store or I would donate it. I would just get it out of your life. Oh, well, gosh, I wish you were here to do that for me. I'll, but I'll, I'll come up with a solution. It's silly at this point. And, and honestly, probably just having like one box where I combine it all is the first step. And then going through, like, all I need to do is set aside an hour, go through, figure out what can be returned, what can't. I think Facebook Marketplace is a great idea. You know, it just, I just have to put that on my calendar and do it. So, yeah, you'll feel good. It'll feel like a, a weight lifted off. Um, okay, well, my next one is like, kind of a bummer, but I'll just say it anyway. Um, And it's definitely COVID related. And that is that COVID has really ramped up my own health anxiety. And I don't use the term hypochondriac lightly, but I also don't use it clinically. It's not something I've ever been diagnosed with, but I'll just use it because that's what we all associate with, like worrying about your own health and like making small things into potentially big things. And that is always something I've been prone to, but it used to be at a very like low level or it would be like a moment where I let myself like, you know, go down a mental rabbit hole of like, oh my gosh, this must be a brain tumor. But it wasn't like a constant present in, presence in my life. And I know that people can relate to this because in the time of COVID, we've been reading about 
healthcare and immunity and, you know, symptoms. And then we talk to people and we hear stories of things. And so it's not surprising. It's in fact, very, like very predictable, like very cliche almost, but it is for sure COVID related. And yeah, it just, um, we don't even go anywhere. So my family hasn't even picked up like colds and that kind of thing. But, um, I just find any little symptom for myself, but also my kids like I and it's not all COVID. Like, I don't always think I have COVID. Sometimes I think I have a brain tumor or I Mm. have like, you know, early stage multiple sclerosis or whatever. Like, And I didn't used to be that way. I mean, I did, but I didn't to this degree. So it really kind of sucks. It's the kind of thing that probably like some good therapy tactics. I'm sure there are very specific like behavioral therapy things that therapists do with people like me. So that is something that I'm willing to look into. Um, Cause my, my old, my old uh, trick up my sleeve was that I would actually just go to the doctor if I was worried about something. So I, I make a very good healthcare patient because I, I would just make an appointment to go get something checked out because it was the thing that relieved my anxiety the most, but you can't do that as easily in the time of COVID and you can't do it every day. Like right. <laughs> you can't do it like every week. So, yeah, not so much fun, but just that I would um, share it because mm. I'm sure I'm not alone. Well, I almost feel like, could you even help it these days? I mean, it just feels I like, I mean, we're all now surrounded by, we're bathing in medical anxiety all the time yeah. right now. And yeah. even for someone like me, who's definitely not, a hypo, like, I'm not even close to that. Um, there, It has brought out certain tendencies that I didn't even have before. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Even um, my, my husband, who also is like you, like not anxious at all in the early days, like one of us would have a day where like, we'd look at each other and we'd know like, Oh my gosh, you think you have COVID don't you? Right. And, yes. and I would just empathize with you. And I remember yeah. you having like a day or two like that too. So yep. even, even those among us who aren't normally like that have experienced it, but yeah, it sucks. So yeah. COVID thanks. Thanks for that. COVID. Thanks COVID. <laughs> well, I'll end with mine with a, a quick um, kind of lighter one. And that is that last week I find I wore shoes with a heel, like a little wedge heel. And realized, first of all, it was the first time I had busted any even remotely nice clothes out the whole summer. I have, And I've only been wearing like sandals and tennies all for the last, and boots, I guess, if we go back to April, for six months. And COVID really made me change the way I dress. I went through my closet and realized there were things I never got around to wearing this year. Yeah. Like, that I, I've been just living in this uniform of like outdoorsy and or home sloppy clothes. Um, Mm -hmm. even the few times I've been out, I feel like I've still dressed down because I'm so not used to dressing up and it feels weird. Like no one's doing that. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Everything about my wardrobe situation has been very different over the last six months and COVID made us all do it. Did. Yeah. Dang you COVID. Um, well, and I can finish on a quick one too. Um, and this is hopefully we'll finish on an uplifting note. Cause I think this is a COVID made me do it, but I'm getting back on track. And that is COVID made me stop reading ever at all. Like I just stopped. I I continued. I was on such a good track of reading. Um, I was reading like four books a month in the first part of the year. And even through April, I was still reading. And then like May on, I stopped getting up early, was staying up later, wasn't getting up before the kids, wasn't reading. And then we we all know what it's like when you're not reading. You just get out of the habit. Um, And then we moved. So I do feel like I am back on track for the most part, getting up a little bit earlier. Um, I read I'm Still Here by Austin Channing Brown, and I am reading The Dutch House by Ann Patchett. 
And I am I'm a light. I have a library card here locally now, and I have a few books in the queue. I would say it's a tenuous um, back on track because I don't feel like it's a fully solidified routine yet. But um, it feels good to be reading. And and I just let it go. Like when I wasn't reading and people would recommend a book or I was seeing these book lists online, I'm like, nope, I don't read right now. And that's how I've always been. I've gone through seasons of my life where I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I just literally don't read books. And then I know that I will one day read books again. So I'm, I think I'm on the precipice of getting back on track. Well, that's a good reminder that sometimes it's just the right time or season of life to let something go and not feel bad about it because it will come back around. And I know mm-hmm. um, in early motherhood, that was really hard for me. Like some of the things that I felt like were part of my identity, uh, reading was definitely one of them or listening to new music or whatever it was. And just having to go, nope, I'm not making time for that right now because, you know, you have you have many other years to get back to it. So yeah. COVID made us remember that. Um, yeah. Well, this has been yeah. really fun. I am so glad to be back with More Than Moms. We will be now doing this again, everyone. So, you know, yeah. and one of the things we really want is to hear from you with questions about anything. Ask us anything. Email us the questions to hello at themomhour.com. And uh, we, we, may, may, we may answer your question. I don't know. And we won't and we won't be mad if we don't like your question. We just may not right. answer it. We may be like, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so also, because this is Sunday, you get a brand new episode in just two days because our Tuesday episodes don't go anywhere. And we're really excited about this Tuesday's episode. We're going to be talking about strategies for how to recover when you kind of lose your you know what, when you lose it with your kids or lose it, lose your cool. Just um, lose it in general. We're all doing yeah. that right now to some degree. COVID made us do that too, lose our minds over and over again. So that'll be out Tuesday. So look for that and we will talk to you then. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E R I K A dot A P P, and use code the mom hour to save 20%. Hi, everyone. Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the mom hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.